going to be talking about how God leads us and how he shows us his plan and how he leads us in our everyday life. Um, around uh, 1998, I went skiing with some friends in Winter Park, Colorado. And uh, I've skied quite a bit. And uh, I, I wasn't a beginner in any way, shape, or form. But it was very, very icy. And, you know, when you live out there, you can skip the slopes on the day it's icy. When you don't live out there and you're only there for three or four days, you ski no matter what the slopes are like. You know what I'm talking Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, so um, we'd been there three days. And the, the night of the, uh, before, we were going to ski a half a day and then go home. And the night before that, I dreamed that I fell and dislocated my shoulder and had to be carted down to the uh, emergency area and uh, that uh, it was a, a major deal and a major embarrassment. And uh, about uh, two-thirds of the way through the morning, I fell and dislocated my shoulder and broke my shoulder blade into two places. And they had to haul me in the tub of shame behind a <laughs> snowmobile to the emergency area where, where seven or eight really kind of big guys, all but one of them grabbed onto me, and the, one of them grabbed onto my arm and put it back where it belonged. It was kind of over here. And then I was on painkillers for quite a few days, and then, you know, all of it. But here's the deal. God tried to keep me out of that mess by showing me what was about to happen. And I wasn't sensitive enough in my spirit man to realize that's what he was trying to do and that he was trying to, uh, trying to prevent something from happening. You know, the Bible teaches us, why don't you go ahead and turn there to Isaiah chapter 46. It's kind of in the middle somewhere, sort of after Psalms, a few books. Isaiah 46, it's a big book. You should be able to dig that one up. Um, and... It tells us something about God and who God is and how God works that, that we need to know if we're going to understand how he leads us. But uh, Isaiah 48, verse 9, says this. Remember, well, let's just skip the first line. Let's go to, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me declaring the end from the beginning. Did you hear that? See, see God sees Time, like it from here to here, from the beginning to the end, he sees it all. He knows exactly what's going to happen. And uh, he, he can tell the end from the very beginning. It's not a surprise to him what's about to happen to you. That's how he's able to give me a dream about what was about to happen to me if I didn't make a change in course. You know, uh, Jay, who's our head usher, is a pilot. And if a plane, if, if a plane is off course, even one degree... Uh, by the time they arrive at where their destination is supposed to be, they're not going to be at their destination. You understand that? And so if we don't change course, when we sense in our spirit man, and it's only in our spirit man we're going to sense that, we don't change course, then something could not go right. Now, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's a matter of life and death. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be about an accident, but it could be because God knows everything and he may try to warn you. Amen. Amen. You know, we walk, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, you, 
I'm going to, uh, let me just warn you here. I'm, I've got about 10 times more verses in my notes than I really have time to give you. So I'm not going to have you look them all up with me, but if you want to put them in your notes, you can. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, For we walk by faith, not by sight. God can see it all from end to beginning, and you and I don't, period. And we're not going to. He's not going to show you the end from the beginning. Now, he may show you a little bit. I mean, when I was down in Tulsa at the end of my time there, the Lord spoke to me in words, and he said, I'm moving you to an unlikely place. You understand? There's nothing you can really do with that except trust him. And that's what he wants from us. See, it isn't just me. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to walk with him. Now, if he told you, I'll just tell you this. Yeah, you may think I'm nuts, but just, just no. bear me out here. If he told you everything that was going to happen down the line, you'd be like, oh, no, I, no, uh-uh, I'm not, no, no, I can't do all that. Or, you know, I don't want to be in that mess. No, see, or, you know, uh, you know I, I'm just saying we're not, we're not ready to hear everything that he has, everything that's going to happen, you know? I mean, you know, you can get overwhelmed about moving one time. What if he tells you you're going to move five times, you know? You'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. No, no, he, he, he but, but the plans he has are always good. But the thing is, is he doesn't want us getting overwhelmed. And so it's, it's a walk of faith. <laughs> let, me, let me just read you. Paul, you know, the apostle Paul, his name was Saul. And, and he was uh, murdering uh, Christians. He was persecuting the people who were following Jesus. And, uh, and he got letters from the high council of the priests to go to Damascus and arrest the Christians there. And on his way, um, a bright light shone from heaven. <laughs> and Paul says, or Saul at that time, but eventually Paul, who wrote half the New Testament, right? You know, he says, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. You know, Paul went from an unbeliever to a believer in one second, okay? It was like, boom, just happened, amen? But, uh, and, and that can happen with people in your world, too. See, we think, oh, they'd never be a Christian. Oh, you might be surprised, you know? Some of the times, some of the ones who seem like they're the furthest away are the quickest to turn. So, you know, don't, don't give up on them just because they're looking a mess, okay? But anyway, Paul kept going, and he said... That, that uh, God said to him this, choosing you out and delivering you up from among the Jewish people and, okay, and to the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may thus receive forgiveness and release from their sins and a place and a portion among those who are consecrated and purified by faith in me. See, that's what God, now think about this. How does that apply to what I'm talking about? God wants you to get your eyes open. He wants your eyes open to see what's really going on in the world, to have a sense down here in your spirit, man, instead of just your eyes, your natural eyes. He wants you to know in your spirit what's going on. And he says that you have a place and a portion among the people of God. What does that mean? That means there's stuff for you to do. There's room for you at the table, amen? A portion of the gift of the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, he's got things apportioned to you and things that he is going to have you do. And, and all of that 
is a walk of faith. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to press into him and find out what those things are. And at, just like the very first people that he called when he, Jesus started his ministry, what did he say to the disciples? What did he say? Peter, follow me. All right, guys, that's what this is about. Are we going to follow him? If we're going to follow him, then, then, then we got to let him lead. You understand? Uh, I took a ballroom dancing in college. I'm not sure I want to admit that. But, uh, but I took, I, I had to have one physical education uh, credit. And, and, and uh, you know, most of college happens during the cold months. I wasn't really interested in, uh, in, in being outside all that much. And, uh, and this, this girl that I knew asked me if I wanted to take this class with her. Now, understand that she had taken dance all of her life, but not ballroom dancing. So, so I said, yes, I would take it with her. But <clears throat> can I just say that, that I did not lead because she was the experienced dancer. I had, I had two left feet, no idea what I was doing. So she led, and I followed. But you understand, that's not, you know, when, when it comes to us and God, if, if you insist on being the leader and I'm going to do it my way, then that's not the same thing as following him. Do you understand that? All right? So, so, so we have to be good at following. And, and it really isn't hard. We just has to have to do that. Now, how does faith come? Faith comes by, we know this, right? By hearing, right? Hearing. Faith comes by hearing. We, we know that, right? So, so how, and, and hearing by the word of Christ. You know, in any action that we take as a result of our faith, our confidence that God is leading us, helping us, giving us light, is because we hear his words, all right? So, so the number one way that God leads us is right here. How do we act? What should we do? How do we handle our finances? How do we handle our marriage? Uh, you know, how do we handle our children? There's a ton of things in here. How do I work for my employer? There's, there's information in here. But, but about the most important things in life. How do I get saved? How do I get filled with the Holy Spirit? How do I walk with God? It's all in here. So the number one way God's going to lead you is right here. You guys know the story, the woman with the issue of blood, I forget how many years, 11, 12 years, she'd been, had this malady, and, and, uh, and she'd gone to doctors, spent all the money she had, and had gotten worse, okay? Faith comes how? By hearing. And she, and it says in verse 27 of Mark 5, having heard about Jesus, she said, don't you love it? I just love that. That's like the... That's the best news that you can come up with right there. See, if you can talk, as soon as you get faith, if you can start talking faith, boy, I tell you what, you are on your way to receiving. I'm just going to tell you. So the Bible says that having heard about Jesus, well, what did she hear? It doesn't say, but we know she must have heard he was a healer because she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Now, one of my translations, you want to talk to these translators sometimes, they decided, well... It implies that she was talking to herself, and that's weird. So we're going to say that she thought. Okay, did you have that Bible? Cross that word thought out. It's wrong. It's, it's not a correct translation. Anyway, she didn't think. She did just what she should have done, is when she got faith, she heard, and then she started talking, all right? And she said, if I only touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she went and touched the hem of his garment, and she was instantly healed, and Jesus is like, wait a minute, stop. Who touched me? Well, there were people everywhere, and the disciples thought he was nuts for asking, but he's like, no, 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 no. Power went out for me. Who got it? And there she was. 
and she confessed all, it says. I mean, isn't that awesome? Actually, she was embarrassed. She was kind of like hesitant. I'm like, no, we'll put you in the pulpit. You know, we'll bring you up here. You can give your testimony. But, But guys, here's the deal. The thing about following him is you got to hear and then you got to act, okay? And you got to act in line with what he said. Is that hard? No. Do we always do it? No. Uh, how many of you have ever said no to God? All right, and if you, I know, don't lie. I, I, I see several people who didn't. Don't you lie to me. I've said no to him way too many times. And then you, you, afterwards, you're like, why did I do that? What? What? Why did I resist that? I don't know. I just did. So did you. I don't know why we do that. Okay, if, if any of you are perfect in this line, you know, you come and talk to me. I want to know how you did that. All right, two things. If we're going to talk about God leading us, we need to establish. Number one, hear this. God is not a control freak, okay? He's not, all right? Psalm, listen to, you can look this one up. Psalm 20, 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8. I love this so much. Here's God talking. He says, I will instruct you. Is there any control in that? Nope. And teach you. Any control in that? Teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you. Any control in that? No. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do you see that? He's going to teach you. He's going to instruct you. He's going to counsel you. He's going to try to get you on the right path, and you have every right, and, and not it wouldn't be an intelligent right, but you have every right to not do it because he isn't a control freak. He's not going to make you do anything. He didn't make you get saved. He's not going to make you do anything. He's not going to make you get filled with the Holy Spirit. How many people do you know that we're taught, you know, growing up to not believe in the gifts of the Spirit, that they think those things have passed? And how many of those people just, God, does God force them to speak in tongues? Zero. He doesn't do that. He's never going to do that. If you want to speak in tongues, he'll give you the gift. But if you don't want to, if that's, mm, no, no, that's weird. I don't want anything to do with that. He's not going to make you speak in tongues. He's right. never done it, and he never will. He's not a control freak. Let me read to you. You can put this one in your notes, John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. No control there, guys. He will, you know, my cousin and I were in Italy along the, Mediterranean coast hiking and we went up in the trees and we got absolutely a hundred percent off course. We had zero idea where we were. We had a guide. We didn't follow it. We took a long, a long, long detour and, and it got dark and we couldn't see where we were going. And I was, I was not happy. I was getting a little bit nervous there, but you know, we found a road then and wandered into town and found a train. But, but the thing is, is if you don't follow the guide, uh, don't expect to not get lost, Did, you know? But oh, let me finish, 1613. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you, look at this, declare to you what is to come. You know, he knows what's coming in your life. He knows. Is he always going to warn you about stuff? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. But he, he will warn you about some things. He will. Sometimes, just right here, 
Mm, better not, better not do that. Better not go there. One time I was, I was in Mexico on a mission trip, and uh, every morning the hotel where we were staying, they filled up, you know, we had new water bottles. And one day I, I went to grab the water bottle right here. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I did it anyway. And uh, I, had a, I had a rough day. So, you understand? So, so, totally avoidable. The guide said don't do it, but I didn't listen. You understand what I'm saying? So, so he, he wants to guide you. He wants to help you. But he's only going to guide you. He's only going to teach you. He's only going to counsel you. He's not going to force you. He's not a control freak. Hear this. He's not a manipulator. You're not a pawn on a chessboard, moved around at his whim, or sacrificed for the greater good. You know, uh, there's people who believe that. And that does not line up at all with the character of God. There's nothing about him that's like that. He, he's not... He's not anything but good. And, and anybody who says otherwise is going to have to argue with me because there's nothing in the Bible that would indicate that he would do anything like that. But there are people who believe that. You know, and, and, and there's no mixed bag, you know. Uh, you know, uh, meaning, you know, there's, well, he gets good. He gives you some good things and some bad things. No, no, there's nothing that says that. Here, Romans 8, 31 and 32. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? I mean, okay, it, he didn't withhold his son and, and with him gave us everything. Do you seriously think he's going to, well, I'm going to bring some really bad stuff into your life too to... Torian, I'm going to bring some really bad stuff into your life to teach you. No, that's just not even in his character. I mean, it, it, the Bible says that every good gift comes from above. And it doesn't say anything about one bad thing that God ever sent down. You know, he didn't, he didn't surprise you with a, you know, a snake in a box. Okay, it wasn't anything like that. No, no. You know, how many times did you see Jesus say to the disciples, oh, come on, guys, we're going over to Pharisee Jonas's house and... And we're going to knock the wheels off his chariot to teach him a lesson tonight. I mean, when you say it like that, it's so ridiculous. Except people believe that. Well, you know, God, God's, God's working, and, 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 and I got this cancer, and I really learned some things. Well, what? Okay, well, yeah, you probably did learn some things. You probably learned to call on the name of the Lord. I hope you did. And, I, and I, I hope you did call on the name of the Lord. But my point is, is that God, God's not up there, you know, uh, making your life difficult. So, so we have to learn how to trust him. You can't follow somebody you don't trust. You can't have faith in somebody you don't trust, okay? So getting to that place where we say, yes, Lord, I trust you. I believe you is going to get you to the place where you're actually following that leading. Because because the only reason, well, no, I won't say that. There are several reasons we might not follow the leading. We'll talk about that maybe in a minute. But, but one of the reasons you might not follow it is because you just don't trust him. All right? But that just means you don't have enough information. Pastor Tony says that all the time about why people might not like him. You know, he said, well, you just don't have enough information. Well, you know what? If you don't trust God, you just don't have enough information about him. Once you get to know him, you're going to want to trust him because he's so... 100% trustworthy, you can always count on him. I mean, that's what he is. All right, so 
So God's not a manipulator, okay? And the second thing that you need to know is that he always leads us, okay? He always leads us. John 10, 27 says this, My sheep hear my voice, that's his people. My kids, my sons and daughters hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So, so when he speaks, if he addresses something, it's because he always leads us. And if we go on to 2 Corinthians ch chapter 2, verse 14 says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. But we missed that one because we're seeing the triumph. But just look at the first part. Thanks be to God, who always leads us. He always leads us. All right? I'm telling you. Anything major in your life, he's going to be talking to you about it, okay? You know, we, my wife and I get up Wednesday mornings and go to the gym, and uh, I, I was on the shoulder press, and the Lord started talking to me about what to say to you guys tonight. And so I, I kept having to stop my podcast and write down stuff on my phone, and, and, and because he always leads us. He, lots of times when I'm sitting right there, you know, before I get up to speak, he'll tell me what it is he wants me to say to start. Because I don't usually have anything in my notes, like I don't have anything that I'm going to say. Today, he, when I was sitting there, he's like, uh, your ski injury. I'm like, oh, okay, I can talk about that. All right? Because he always leads us. All right? Anything important, he's going to be there for you. And, and, and here, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I, I, every time I, I, pastor asked me, uh, well, sort of asked me, he sort of hinted at me that I could talk about this subject. He likes it when I talk about this. But, but every time I do, somebody comes up to me and goes, God never talks to me. Okay. 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 Here, here's the deal. You don't know how to hear him. All right? Uh, if, if, uh, if you uh, uh, spoke, does anybody in here, was their first language something other than English? Anybody in here? Yes? Okay, so, you know, if you started, what, what's your, uh, Mike, what's your first language? Spanish. So, so I understand a little Spanish, but if you were up here talking fast, I'd be like, whoa, lentamente, por favor, you know? I'd be like, no, I don't, that means slowly for those of you who don't know six words of Spanish like I do. Um, but, but, but the point is, is that, that, that see, see, if you don't know how to listen for him and you don't know how to pay attention then you're just going to assume he's not talking to you. But here's how you know. Have you asked Jesus into your life? Have you received him into your life? If you have, he's talking to you. Okay, period. That's the end of discussion, okay? So, so, so and, and, then, <laughs> and then they say this to me. I love this. So, see, I'm telling you this, so none of you can come and say this to me. They'll say, I wish God would talk to me like he talks to you. I'm like, no. No, you really, really don't, okay? Because... Because he talked to me right before my ski accident. He talked to me right before my last car accident and tried to avoid it, and, and I didn't listen. And, and I've been in some really tough spots when he came and talked to me. You don't really want to have been there, okay? I'm just going to tell you that. So just have your own walk with God. Let him disclose stuff to you in his time and learn how to listen to him, all right? So there, I'm done. All right. All right. You know what? God cares about the smallest details in your life. And, and if you walk with him and learn how to listen to him, you will be more blessed than all the people on the earth. 
okay? The, I'm telling you, Christians have such an advantage, okay? The, the people of the world have no idea. We were watching something on TV last night, and some atheist was talking. I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. You have no idea because you've never walked with God. You don't know what that's like, you know? I mean, I mean God, he, man, you know? Anyway, he will bless you with an abundant life. He will help you with your family, with your work, with your finances. He's going to make everything turn out good in the end. You know, he's going to, you know, if you don't have friends, he'll help you find friends. If you're single and want to be married, he'll help you find the perfect wife. Not my wife. She's the perfect wife. But he'll help you. He helped me find her. All right? If you're married, he'll lead you into a life that's heaven on earth. You know what? And he'll show you how you can touch that life and comfort that life. And, and you know, because everybody walks around with a few hurts and insecurities. He will show you how you can bless that spouse of yours. You know, and, and he will give you children, and if you want children, and give you wisdom on how to raise them. I mean, I'm telling you, if you'll just learn to walk with him and listen to him, I'm telling you. But you know what? You start out right here. Right here, okay? Actually, you start out right there with nothing. He's never led me, and then the first time he leads you, it's something. And then, and then it grows, okay? As you walk with him, all right? So it's, ah, it's such a blessing. Turn over to, all right, we know Romans 8, 14. Turn over to Psalm 31, and I'll quote Romans 8, 14 to you. You can put that in your notes. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. You know, we, we, as children of God, those who have given our lives to him, invited him into our life, um, we are his children. And it says in Romans 8, 14, that we are being led by the Spirit. Are you in Psalm 31? Look at verse... Hmm, look at verse 3. This is David... I believe, talking to God, verse 3, For you, God, are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead me and guide me. See, he, he does it for his own sake, all right? He does it because he wants to do it. He does it because he knows what a difference it'll make in your life and how much better your life can be if, if you will pay attention to his leading, you know? He, it's not a, he doesn't uh, feel guilty or obligated. He does it for his name's sake because he loves you, because he's crazy about you, all right? So, so then you might ask this, so if God leads us, then why do bad things happen, all right? Good question. That's a great question. The old question, you know, why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Yes, all right. Well, let's answer that, shall we? Um, sometimes it's our fault. And sometimes it's the devil's fault. Do you know whose fault it never is? God. It's never going to be God's fault. I, and, and, well, yeah, but no, no, there's no yeah, but there. Um, there's, there's only us and, and the devil. I, that's it. All right. Sometimes it's my fault for not listening. Yeah. Hear me. Sometimes I don't know how to do it. And I'm not spirit conscious. And I don't mean Holy Spirit. I'm not conscious of my own human spirit. I don't know how to listen to it because God's never going to talk to your mind. I'll just tell you that right now. Now, you might have something float up out of your spirit into your mind. I've had that happen. And if you don't know what I mean, that's okay. Um, Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 15, 
Come back to your senses and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. He was talking to the church. They're ignorant, okay? So it could be your fault because you're not listening, because you don't know how to listen. Could be your fault just because you're ignorant of God. How do you get unignorant? This is a good start. Showing up here on a Wednesday night is a great start. You know what I mean? There's podcasts out there. You can listen to different ones, and, and you can listen to Pastor Tony anytime you want, all right? But there's also this. Sometimes we make a choice just like me. Uh, you know, when, when I had my car accident last year, uh, the Lord spoke to me in words, get out of this lane. I'm like, this lane's empty. I don't want to be in that lane. There's like eight cars right beside me. I don't want to be in that lane. I'm going to stay in this lane. Somebody changed lanes right into the side of my car. But he spoke to me in words. I didn't listen, okay? I'm not happy about telling you that, but I just want you to understand that sometimes we make a choice not to pay attention. And if we make a choice, see, see, you can't say that's God's fault, right? I was mad at the person who did it, and the Lord kind of got on me. He's like, yeah, not their fault either. I'm like, it's like, yes, it is. They turned right into me. It's their fault. God's point of view. <clears throat> All right. I better stop. Anyway. All right. You know, and the enemy. We have an enemy on this earth. People, you know, there's churches that don't believe in the devil. They don't believe in hell. Well, okay. They obviously don't have a life because, because you know, Satan is a liar and the father of lies. And uh, he's the devourer. You know, he's, the Bible says that he, he uh, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He's the deceiver. He, he wants you confused. He wants you to not be sure of what God's will and plan is. Um, he's the oppressor, according to Acts 10.38. It says, it says uh, Acts 10.38 says, You know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. See, the devil's out oppressing people, and, and if you're going to pay attention to him, then, then, you know, that's a problem. That's how you not get led by God. You understand what I'm saying? And, and you know what? We've all been there. Last thing I'll point out is he's a thief. Um, the Bible says that in John 10, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's his plan but God said, Jesus said, I came so that you could have life and have life abundantly. Well, that's what he wants. So turn over to Hebrews chapter 3. I'm laying a foundation here before I talk a little bit more specifically about, uh, about paying attention to your spirit. Because I think that's where we need to go tonight. But uh, Hebrews chapter 3. <laughs> verse 7 therefore just as the holy spirit says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me and he goes on and on there but but look at what it says here at the very beginning of that therefore just as the holy spirit says today if you hear his voice do you see the implication there that you're probably not going to have some sense of the leading of the Holy Spirit. You may not have the sense of the leading of the Holy Spirit every day. But he said, today, if you hear his voice. You see that? Now, some people are running around 
Well, God never talks to me because I just expect him to talk to me 88 times a day. And then there's a few people that are running around telling you, you know, and, and Paul addresses this in another place. We won't go there. But, he, you know, they, he says they're always talking about the dreams and the visions and the na, 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 they've had. Okay, that, and, and when you're around him, okay, not trying to be unkind, but it sounds a little wacky, doesn't it? It's like hey, you're kind of doing the, what? You know, and, and, you know, it's like, wait a minute, what, what are you saying here? And I'm not trying to judge anybody, but do you see what this says? It says, today, if. You see that? Am I wrong? Am I, you know, no, it's, it's right there. Today, if you hear his voice, probably not every day, that you're going to have some big leading of the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, do not harden your hearts, okay? So that's a warning. Is it possible for us to harden our hearts? Yes, it's possible for us to harden our hearts and not listen. I gave you, unfortunately, multiple examples of when I did that. Now, I have a lot of examples of when I did listen. Okay, so that's good. I gave you one uh, the last time I spoke about the coffee pot that God gave me. And, uh, and, and so that proves to me that God is in favor of coffee. And I am so very, very happy about that. Anyway, I better get back to... Uh, Get back to the Word of God. Um, I, I, I think in, if, when we're talking about how we can get ourselves in trouble, all right, um, I, I brought this in to show you, okay? You know, when, when I, you know, how, how I'm still kind of addressing how do bad things happen to good people, okay? If I, if I stay under the protection of God, okay, uh, bad things are not going to happen to me here, okay? They're not, you know, but, but when God said to me, uh, get out of this lane, uh, you know, understand that I, I ignored that, and, and I got out from under his protection and not following him. I didn't follow him. And so, so why did that bad thing happen? Because I was stupid, because I didn't obey what he said, I mean, he, didn't, he said it actually pretty loud. Uh, you know, I, I, okay, here, here's one of my pet peeves, all right? So you have to bear with me here. People say this all the time. Now to hear from God, you have to get to a quiet place. <laughs> like, really? Uh, okay, I was in the car with the radio all the way up, I'm sure, and I was driving down the road, probably singing, okay? And God still spoke to me, and guess what? I still heard it, but I still ignored it, all right? And I got out from under his protection. You understand, the car accident was not God's fault. He did everything he could, save take over the wheel and drive the car into the other lane. He did not do that. He's not going to do that for you either, okay? Understand this, okay? Now, I, that doesn't mean there's not divine protection. Don't misunderstand me. Okay, in, in, uh, in like 2002, roughly, I had a car accident. I haven't really had that many car accidents, so don't, <laughs> don't, don't be scared to drive with me, okay? But I had a car accident in 2002, and, and they said that it was, on, it was icy and, and, and whatever, right? And they said I hit... Uh, I hit a light pole, which then proceeded to fall on top of my car. I hit a light pole. They don't, I don't think they weigh as much as I would have thought they did. Because, 
I mean, it did damage, but it didn't do anywhere near as much as you'd think. But anyway, I hit a light pole sideways, right? It hit right at, at you know, your mirror on the driver's side. And, and, and uh, they said, the, you know, the police were out there with their tapes and their measuring things. And, and they said I hit the pole going 35 miles an hour, which is not slow. That's about two times faster than a human can run. You understand? So, so you're going, think about how hard, if you ran into a brick wall running as fast as you can, that would hurt. If you were going twice that speed, it would really hurt. And I called out on the name of Jesus as I'm sliding, and I looked, and I saw what I was about to hit, and I called out the name of Jesus, and it seriously felt like that. I didn't even feel it. Well, now that's divine protection, you understand? But, but I didn't need divine protection when the lady changed lanes into my car. It didn't damage me. Do you understand that? It did damage my car, but it did not damage me. So, so guys, we want to stay. Okay, when he says, go this way, go this way. All right, when he says, do this. He's not going to talk to you every day. But when he says something, we need to learn to pay attention. And then we stay under his protection. We don't get out of it and get ourselves in trouble. And, then, and the Bible says that people rage against God. Yes, they rage against God. Why did this happen to me? Well, you know what? If you were going to be honest, you'd probably figure out why it happened to you. I don't know. But you can ask him. And he may or may not tell you. All right? The Bible says in, in the Old Testament, it says the secret thing belongs to the Lord, <clears throat> but that which is revealed belongs to us and our children forever. So, you know, if you can get him to reveal something, why something happened, I'll just give you uh, my two cents on that. Uh, he, he doesn't usually answer those questions. You know why? Because he's always looking forward. He's never looking back. Back, can you fix that? Can you go back and do anything about that? Can you change anything that happened to you? No, you can't. So he's always looking forward. He's always looking ahead. He wants you to look ahead. All right? He, he wants your eyes this way, if this is forward, and not that way, which is behind. You know, what did he say? Forget the former things. Forget the past. All right? Now, there may be things that he wants to deal with, with the past. Let him do that. But otherwise, just that way. Not that way. All right? All right, that was a freebie. That one's not in my, my notes, okay? So, um, the last time I spoke, I, I read Ephesians 4.32 to you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. That's talking about being tenderhearted to each other, but we also need to be tenderhearted to God. That's how you get led. That's how you get sensitive to your spirit, man. And, and you start knowing what it is exactly that he's telling you to do and why and how and when, okay? So, so as you grow in him, it'll be more and more obvious to you what he's leading you to do and how he's leading you. But we don't, you know, I think, I think when I was first hearing somebody talk about, you know, finding the will of God and being led by the Holy Spirit. I, I wanted to generate in my head, I wanted to generate some answer. So I'd pray and I'd be like, okay, God, what is it? And I'd be thinking and, you know, I have thoughts in my head and I didn't know if that was God or me and I'm getting more and more confused. Okay, so don't do any of that, all right? Don't seek a voice. Don't ever seek a voice. The devil will accommodate you. And, and so don't even do that. Don't ever do that, all right? Pray about something and let the Lord show you, okay? If, he, if there's something you need to know, he'll show you. He may not show you that exact second, but he'll show you. You just be led. You just walk with him, okay? Um, I, uh, I brought my pastor mentions the heart. Some of you have never seen the heart. That's okay. 
you don't have to have seen the heart, but, but uh, I, an old pastor that I know uh, gave this illustration one time, and it, it helped me a lot. On one side, we have very soft, fuzzy, feel-good right here. This side, we have scratchy sandpaper, okay? Got that? So, so, so when, when uh, in, in, in 2000, or in, uh, in 19... Yeah, about 2000 when I went skiing, and I, I think I gave you the wrong year, but when I, when I broke my shoulder, when I went skiing, scratchy down in here. It didn't feel right. I shouldn't be here. Didn't, didn't, shouldn't have been here. And see, do you see what I'm saying? But, but when, when God shows us something and we know we're going in the right direction, it's like, okay, okay, then, then, then yeah, that feels and it doesn't feeling like a physical feeling, like you hit nerves in your hand. It's this sense of your spirit man being the right thing. I mentioned to you that in, in 2009, when the Lord said to me, I'm moving you to an unlikely place. Okay. Well, um, in, in a very short period of time, I got a phone call from a missionary friend of mine in Africa he offered me a paid position if I would come over there. Now, is that unlikely? Yeah. How many times you get a, a offered a, of a you know a job in Africa? Anybody in here ever had an offer? No. See, it's not very often that that might happen. So, so I was like, cool. That's fun. That'd be great. I'd love to do that. I, my friends is awesome missionary and done great things for God. And I thought it'd be fun to be a part of his organization, be fun to work with him. I'd be in Africa, that'd be cool. And I started taking steps toward that and every step felt worse. Every single step felt worse to the point where I'm like, I can't do this. I called him up and said, hey, Dr. Bransford, I, I, just, I just can't. I, I just can't do this, all right? So then I'm like, what am I going to do? Well, I got my house ready to sell down there. And, and then I thought, well, you know, my dad needs some help up in Omaha. My parents live here. My brothers live here. My dad could use some help. He flips houses, and he could use some help. So maybe I'll go up to Omaha and help dad. And that seemed right. So, so I did. All right? So, so I, I'll give you another example. When I, 1990, 1990, the Lord spoke to me and told me to go to Bible school. He did not say which Bible school to go to. So I rode away and got applications and information for all the schools that I knew. And uh, Rama Bible Training Center at the time, it's now Rama Bible College, uh, when, when, I, when I got that application, it was like, I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to go there. Because I had met a couple people who went there, and they were... Fanatic? Yes. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> thank you. They were a little over the top. Not, not my cup of tea. I don't really want to be associated with these people. And so, so I tore the application up in little tiny pieces... And, and threw it away, and I got out uh, an application for the school that I wanted to go to, and, and it was in California. I thought, California would be a nice change, you know? That'd be good. So I started filling it out, and I, I mean, uh, this kind of, bear with me, we're not trying to start a new doctrine here, okay? All right? So I start filling out this other application, and it's just like, okay. 
let me, let me say this. Sometimes there's variations in the intensity of the scratchy to the point where I'm not lying to you. I'm filling this thing out, and I started to get nauseous. And I got literally to the point where I knew if I wrote one more word, I was going to throw up. So I put it down. I thought, that's just weird. That can't be anything. I, I don't know. Maybe I just ate something I shouldn't have for breakfast. Put that down. And so I put it down, and I came back to it later. Started doing. And, and now, again, the nausea starts. And pretty soon, I'm to the point where if I write one more word, I'm going to throw up. I'm not exaggerating at all, you guys. You know, I just, I mean, what have I thrown up one time since I met you, I think. You know what I mean? So it's not like I throw up every day, you know what I'm saying? So in 14 years that I've known you, I think I've thrown up one time. So, so you know how some people, you know, little kids, you know, they throw up all the time. You know, it means, it doesn't mean anything, you know. It doesn't even mean they're sick. They just throw up everywhere. Anyway, so, so I threw the stupid application away. I wrote again to Rama and asked for their application, and, and boom, right here, you know? Except, God, I don't want to go to that stupid school. I don't want to go there. So I, I had a friend who was going there, and uh, he, he was like that, you know? Uh, he's that quick to obey, quick to follow God guy, you know? I was talking to him about going there, and he's like, what do you mean? What's Rama?" I said, well, it's a school, Kenneth Hagin. He's like, well, Kenneth Hagin started a school? I'm like, yeah. I see him a week later. He goes, yeah, I quit my job. My wife and I are moving down there. We're going to go to Kenneth Hagin school. <laughs> I may overthink things a bit, just between us. You've already probably figured. Anyway. So, but anyway, I went down there, and it was nothing like what I thought. And those odd people that I'd met that went there, they were, they were nothing at all typical for Rama. So, you know, it was exactly, I mean, the first first day there, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see why God would want me here. This is like the perfect fit for me. But see, here, here's the deal. We, we want to make sure that, I need your help here, please. Uh, we want to make sure that we're, we're following God. I have, I have handy dandy saran wrap here. And uh, so, so the Bible says, though, that we can, when we start ignoring him and start not, can you just tear it now? The Bible, the Bible says that, that we can harden our hearts. Yeah. And the Bible says that, that if we don't listen to him, now hear me, track with me here, we don't listen to him, I mean, we, we can resist him. And the, and the Bible says that, that, that it, it, it can become just almost like a burn where we're not sensitive anymore. You know, have you ever known somebody who could drink a cup of boiling hot coffee and it didn't bother him? You know, because their flesh is all seared in their throat and, and they, they, don't, they don't even feel it. You give that to some little kid and they, you'd have to take him to the ER, you know. But, but the Bible says that our hearts can become like that if, if we don't listen you know what? That feels just the same as that. I don't feel any difference. And, and you don't want that, okay? So, so you know, it, it's super important. You know, that's why it said, remember we read that verse? Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Don't resist him. You know, sometimes, you know, I mean, have you ever... <laughs> uh, Okay, I'll say this. Um, 
I, I was, I was, when I, uh, when, when I uh, first got filled with the Holy Spirit, I, I was reading a series, a six-part series of books. I had just finished book five. And I'm like, Lord, no. You can't seriously want me to stop reading. I will have no idea what happened, the whole conclusion, how everything turned out. You know, what happened to the main guy? I'm not going to know. I picked it. I bought the book. I mean, I already had the book. I started reading it. And then it's like, it was two years before I figured out why it was that he wanted me to quit reading that stuff. And I'm thankful now. I'm very thankful. But do you understand? You're not always, how do I say this? You're not always going to hear exactly what you want to hear. Okay, you know, if you met some, you know, you're, you're a guy and you met some pretty girl and you think, wow, she's the one and it's, it's like, no, but I, no, no, you don't, trust me, you do not want to marry somebody that your spirit says is the wrong one. Okay, I'll just tell you that. No, you don't want to do that. You know, I, I thought I had to wait a long time, but she was worth waiting for. So, so. You know, the Bible talks a lot more about people who have succeeded. There, there, there are some people who have failed in the Bible, and the Bible talks about them, but there's a lot more people that the Bible says succeeded in following God and being led by God, you know? There's a whole lot more of those than there are of the others. You know, uh, David, David uh, when he went to visit his brothers at the battle lines, and he saw that giant... David, David didn't go, yeah, he's big. I'm going to go back to the sheep. That would not have made a very good Bible story. Kids wouldn't like it. It wouldn't be interesting, okay? Wouldn't have even made the Bible. But no, no, what did he do? Yeah, it seemed right. Let's go get this guy, you know? And, and off he went. And, and see, the Bible's full of stories about people who followed their hearts and followed the plan of God, you know? But there's also some stories. We know that's true about people who, who, uh, who they didn't follow God. And it doesn't mean they missed heaven, but I mean, okay, like Moses. He didn't get to enter the promised land because he didn't follow the plan of God. Um, you know, David, David committed adultery and he, and he lost a baby son. And, uh, you know, and he opened the door to sexual sin in his family. You know, Peter was humiliated at some point in the book of Acts for, or uh, not in the book of Acts, in the book of Galatians for, hypocritically withdrawing from the Gentiles when the Jews arrived. And, you know, like John Mark abandoned Paul and Barnabas, and later Paul refused to take him with him on one of his trips. And, you know, later they reconciled, and John Mark was a big part of Paul's ministry. But the point is, is that, you know, the Bible's full of stories of, of people who succeeded, but there's also some stories of people who didn't listen. And like I said, it doesn't mean they didn't miss heaven. There was forgiveness when they repented, but there was a cost. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, we, we just want to follow him. You know, I think that, uh, you know, Keith Moore said this. He said, the answer to a thousand and one questions in life is be led. Well, isn't that the truth? Well, I'll tell you, the more you walk with God, the more that you're going to know. You know, we call it the inward witness. You know, the, the, that's the second most common way that God's going to lead you. First is the word of God. Second of all, is the inward witness just a knowing right down in here that something it's not words it's not it's not like that 
But do you ever just feel that, some impression to go talk to somebody maybe? Or this one happens to me a lot. Don't say that, you know? I know. I'll start to open my mouth, and it's like, mm. nope, not going to say that. You know, we need to listen to those things. We need to be sensitive to it. We need to be tender-hearted to them. We need to listen to those things. You know, once in a blue moon, I'll have some sense when I get in the car, wait a minute. Okay. Do I know why? No. But it almost never happens. But why not wait? Why? I, I'm not in a big hurry to go out and have a car accident. Thank you very much. You know? But uh, turn over to Acts chapter 16. We are going to wind this down here. But Acts chapter 16, Paul and his companions um, were traveling in the area of uh, Phrygia and Galatia, and uh, they were trying to figure out where to go next. Uh, Acts 16, look at verse 6. It says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. It's like, hey guys, let's go to Asia. Okay, let's not go to Asia. It's real simple. All right, keep reading. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bith uh, Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Verse 9, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man, another way God leads, that's not the inward witness, a vision of a man in Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave. Now, I want you to look at this carefully here. We got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. You hear that? Yeah, that seems good. Yeah, that seems right. Paul had a vision. Yeah, that seems right to all of us. Let's do this. Let's go. Now, it doesn't say, it says we concluded, right? Paul had the vision. He said that. But the Bible says, the Bible says with prophecy, it should be judged, doesn't it? So we judge the things. Does that line with the word of God? Does that seem reasonable? Yeah. They concluded it seemed good, seemed good to all of them. Seemed good to all of them. All right. Turn over a little later in Acts. I hope, oh, I don't have it right here. That's okay. You guys, I, you know the story when Paul was, was, uh, when Paul was shipwrecked. And at the front end of that, they were going to set sail. And Paul, Paul said to them, it seems to me, boom, other way, <laughs> that there's peril in this journey. But they wouldn't listen to him. And the ship eventually wrecked and blah, blah, blah. They lost the entire cargo. But had they listened to Paul which he was the prisoner, he wasn't the leader, he wasn't the captain, he wasn't the centurion, he wasn't anybody, he was just the prisoner. Had they listened to him, they wouldn't have sailed. But they sailed anyway. Now, the Bible says that God granted the lives of all those people, but they lost everything. Okay? I think, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll tell this, I've, I share this story a lot because it impacted me so much. But um, I was a children's pastor, and I really am going to end with this. Um, I was a children's pastor back in the 80s, 
and I was just learning to hear from God. And every uh, Monday, I would go and just get on my face before God and say, okay, where are we going this week? What are we doing? What am I going to teach the kids? And, um, and, and Tuesday was my day off. And, and, and so Monday, Lord didn't give me anything. He usually did. Tuesday, my day off, I didn't really seek him. Wednesday, nothing. Thursday, nothing. Friday, nothing. Saturday, we had a big bus ministry. I had 150 to 200 kids there. And I was supposed to teach. And I'm seeking the Lord, nothing, nothing, nothing. I got nothing. So I was like, fine. I was irritated. I'll just put a lesson together. It's the worst lesson I ever wrote. Woke up to eight inches of snow. And church got canceled. I didn't need anything. So he didn't give me anything. Brother Hagin said this. Sometimes he said this. Sometimes I go more by what God doesn't say than by what he does say. All right? You know, sometimes we want to make a big step. Oh, I want to do this. I want to go here. I want this. I want that. I want, oh, I've been here too long. It's time for me to change churches. Oh, I've done this job too long. I got to get out of here. I got to do this. I want, you know what? Sometimes, you know, did God lead you? Are you paying attention to here? You know, when, when you do make a decision, are you just constantly like this? It's no fun to live there. Been there. Been there, done that. A lot nicer when it's just smooth sailing, all right? But, but don't, don't beat yourself up. We've all made mistakes. I've told you some of mine. We, we, we all start out here with nothing and just learn one step at a time how to follow him, how to listen to him, how to get in line with his word. And, and you know what? There's a lot of people in this room who uh, they'd love to help you. They'd love to encourage you, you know? And, and you all probably have great stories of your own, how God's led you. And probably a few where you didn't let him lead you, okay? I get all that, all right? But, but you know what? As a family, as the people of God, as we stay tenderhearted to him, we are able to do so much more, accomplish so much more, be so much happier in our life and, and, and more content with our life because, because we're sticking with him and sticking with the plan and following him, all right? So... Encourage each other. Encourage one another um, to, to stay with it, to keep pressing in, to keep getting to know him better. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Learn to hear from him. Amen.